Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another podcast episode of Mysterious Headlines. Today, we're going to talk about some breaking updates in the Michael Vaughn case. If you are not familiar, I highly recommend you go listen to my other podcast episodes covering his case. Otherwise, we're going to jump right into it. Today is November 12th, and we have some breaking updates in the Michael Vaughn case. Yesterday, November 11th, Fruitland Police began searching a home related to Michael Vaughn's disappearance. We're going to listen to the KTVB news report that was put out last night. Well, it was an emotional day in Fruitland as police dug through a backyard searching for the remains of missing Fruitland boy, Michael Vaughn. And tonight, so many questions still remain. Thank you for joining us here on this special edition of the Saturday News at 10. I'm Shira Matsuzawa, and you watched as that search was happening live right here on the News at 5 and 6. Take a look now. This is an updated map of the area. The home is about four minutes away from the Vaughn's neighborhood where Michael was last seen. The then five-year-old went missing in July of last year, and there's been a nationwide search since. KTV was first on scene today, and Jude Binkley walks us through what we know so far. Fruitland Police Chief J.D. Huff confirmed they're looking for missing Michael Vaughn's remains in the backyard of this house on Red Wing Street in Fruitland. On Saturday afternoon, law enforcement and search crews dug up the backyard of a home nestled in this Fruitland subdivision, only four minutes away from where Michael Vaughn lived and was last seen. Police got a search warrant to scour this house on Red Wing Street in Fruitland Friday night and all day Saturday. Fruitland Police Chief J.D. Huff said they received a credible tip, one of more than 1,200 tips they've fielded about Michael's case since he went missing on July 27, 2021. At a press conference this summer, Huff told reporters a legitimate tip brought their investigation back to the area of Fruitland. Fruitland PD, Idaho State Police, and Idaho Mountain Search and Rescue used heavy machinery, including a backhoe, to dig. They cut down a tree and part of the fence. Canines were also out, helping search for any remains. Huff says a couple lives at the house, but doesn't own it. He isn't aware of any connection they have to the Vaughn family. No matter what's happened, it's been tragic for the family, and that's, and that's tough. A neighbor told us he's never seen a search like this in the area. Mike Parker says crews knocked on his door and other neighbors in the past. You know, almost immediately, I had a knock on the door that night. You know, I want to, you know, check her backyard, check her garage, check, you know, to see if... Um, there's any way it was around. We've had a place in the house a couple of different times over the last year or so. Um, they showed me a picture of a kid's um, little scooter thing. Looked like it was sun-drenched if I'd seen it. And Police say they'll keep searching until they hit every inch of the yard. Crews wrapped up here at about 5.30 tonight, and they'll be back on scene Sunday morning at around 9.30. And we will be back out there as well, continuing our coverage as crews continue their search tomorrow. And to stay up to date, you can follow this story as it develops at KTVB.com. So let's break down what they said in that news story and what has happened here as of November 13th. So they said police were outside of a home in Fruitland on Saturday, which would have been the 12th yesterday. So they said that this house was across the street from Michael's neighborhood, but about four minutes from his house. Okay, I will say that when all of this news was breaking yesterday, 
there was a lot of misinformation flying around online about whose house this was. And there was definite misinformation about people saying whose house this was. Now, I'm not going to publicly come out and say whose house I believe it to be that they were searching at. That's for police to do. If police want to come out and name whose house it is, they might do that. But otherwise, I'm not going to put these people on blast. They don't deserve that right now. So, but we do know this house is across the street from Michael's, about four minutes away. They put up crime scene tape and they blocked off most of the neighborhood from people coming in. They said that the fence from the home was taken apart to allow a tractor to enter the backyard in order to excavate the property. And Chief J.D. Huff, who we know by now, if you've been following this case with me, he told KTVB um, that the couple living in the house didn't own it, but he was unaware of any connection to them at this time. Again, I'm not going to put anybody on blast, so we'll leave it at that for now. During the, He said, during the course of the investigation, we received information the remains of Michael Vaughn might be found behind the house. As a result, we obtained a search warrant. We have not found anything yet, but we will continue to excavate in hopes of finding remains. That is coming straight from J.D. Huff. So, according to J.D. Huff and Fruitland Police Department, they believe Michael Vaughn is dead and they're looking for his remains. Which is interesting because we haven't heard, like, in the most recent press conference they've done, you know, they just said, you know, we're, we're still, you know, needing tips, we're still looking for information. And they would never say, like, whether they thought he was deceased or whether they thought he was alive. And now they're saying that... They got some sort of tip about he might be found behind the house. And so they're looking for remains. So to me, that means, I mean, obviously they're looking for remains in that area. But then does that mean that they think in general he's deceased? So even if they don't find his remains at this location, that they think he's deceased in another location? I don't know. Or maybe they're just saying that because that's very specific to the tip that they got. I'm not sure, but certainly interesting. Idaho Mountain Search and Rescue was on the scene, as well as Idaho State Police and Fruitland Police Department. And apparently, they started, they they got there late on Friday, but then people didn't really find out that they were there till the middle of the day yesterday on um the 12th. So KTVB is a local news station. That's the news person that we just, um, the news channel we just listened to. Now, Alexandra Duggan, she is a reporter for KTVB, and she was one of the first people on the scene yesterday when they got out there, um, or when they found out police crews were out there. So she has kind of been tweeting in real time yesterday and sharing some information. So I'm going to read some of the things that she said. Um, so initially, um, she said, Fruitland Police Department told me it is related to Michael Vaughn and that a lead brought them here. We saw a tractor go to the backyard a while ago. Fences taken apart, crime scene tape everywhere. So that was like when she first got on scene. 
And then she said, neighbors said nothing like this has happened before to his knowledge. This is the biggest search that has happened in the area. And then police have not come out of the backyard yet. It sounds quiet. And then investigators have gone quiet looking at the area where it was dug up. Now they are discussing something, conferring with the tractor driver. Huff just gave me another statement we'll post shortly. There are dogs coming on site now. Huff said they received a credible tip that Michael's remains may be in his backyard or in this backyard. They will continue the process to excavate. They arrived late Friday night. They have not found anything yet, but will continue to dig. Still here. We will be here again at 6 p.m. No updates to share. Investigators are still in the backyard. I can't see the tractor or back home moving. Update. Crews are headed home for the night. They will be back out tomorrow morning. I will be back out tomorrow. Good night, everyone. So, they apparently went out late on Friday and began searching in this house and backyard. And... continue to search into yesterday and as we know have not found anything now obviously like there's the potential that they haven't said anything but we know kind of the basics of if remains are found like generally what police do i mean police don't leave open remains found if they find remains then they have to do something with those remains and usually then they um, alert the family, you know, within a reasonable amount of time. They alert the family that, hey, we found remains. And then they have to, you know, take care of the remains. And then they decide, okay, you know, how are we going to address the public? And usually that happens fairly quickly. And we also know that typically tents are set up when remains are found. This was the case in um, in Gabby's case, when they found Brian Laundrie's remains, they popped up a tent, and you could visibly see them popping up a tent, and then a short time later, they were confirming that they found his remains. So, we, you know, we know that that's, you know, the process that they go through, and so, um, to our knowledge, and to, you know, the news reporter's knowledge, nothing was found. And they're going to continue their search today um, in that same area. Now, there's a couple things to point out with this. Um, and the neighbor mentioned that this was the biggest search that he had ever seen. And it's interesting to me because it is a year and a half later. And to the public's knowledge, this is the first like real search that like involved digging. Now, again, to the public's knowledge. You know, obviously, Fruitland Police Department has been doing things and not publicizing everything. That's how investigations go, right? So they've said in their previous press conference that they've been enacting search warrants and, you know, they've been looking through, combing through tips and stuff. But it's interesting that we're almost a year and a half out from Michael's disappearance. And this is the first major search that we've had because you would assume that any time police are digging or doing any kind of extensive search like that it's going to be publicized right news is gonna get wind of it they're gonna go out there they're gonna publicize it 
it it doesn't go unnoticed when you're bringing a tractor and a backhoe and all these people to an area. It just, it's, it's a big red flag and people immediately go, what's going on? And you get media attention, right? So if this had happened before this, it would have gotten media attention. And to our knowledge, nothing like this has happened. No extensive searches like this have happened. And so it's, it's quite interesting that it's almost a year and a half in and we're just getting a major extensive search like this that involves using a backhoe and bringing in search and rescue dogs. And, you know, obviously we had the initial search right after he went missing with the search and rescue dogs and some crews, but I'm talking like since his initial disappearance, this is the first major search and it's quite interesting. Um, and, you know, as police said, and in that news report, they said a specific tip brought them there. And so um, it's really interesting also to think about that aspect of it and to think about, you know, did this person just submit this tip? I mean, that's what we kind of assume. What we go to is that, oh, this person just submitted this tip, right? And so they're just going to that area, or there's the possibility the, that they submitted it a little bit ago and are just following up. But you would think that police in this case, any case really, would want to be timely and following up quickly with any potential tips and leads. So it's it's really perplexing because if they just submitted the tip, then it's like, well, why are they just submitting the tip now, a year and a half later? Like you would assume that this person, you know, knew knew this inf- it's knew this information all along it's it would be hard to believe that oh all of a sudden oh i had an epiphany and i realized something you know that seems a little bizarre um i guess not out of the picture but still bizarre and if they submitted this tip a while ago and then haven't gotten in like and they they were just getting around to following up on it then that's obviously bad policing um and investigating so i'm not sure which and perhaps more will come out um, regarding the tip but it's definitely very interesting my stomach is in knots thinking about Michael and I've said this in other podcast episodes but it's always been about Michael for me Michael deserves justice whatever that looks like you know if if by some miracle he was found alive and he was able to you know, be given a good rest of his life, then that would be justice. Um, If, you know, if he was not found alive, then the person who did something to him or people that did something to him could serve their due time. And that's what I've thought from the beginning. And that's all that I want is I want justice served for Michael. Michael deserves more than what he got. He didn't deserve to go missing at the age of five right before starting kindergarten. He didn't deserve that. And he doesn't deserve to still be missing a year and a half later. And putting everything else aside, any thoughts, any theories, any speculations aside for a moment, this is about Michael. It is about Michael and Michael only. And until we get any further information from this search at the home, 
which they're going back out again today. So I'm sure there will be updates throughout the day, and I'll try and do a podcast episode later with any updates that come out. But until we get anything from law enforcement, any confirmed information on anything, we don't know what has happened. We truly don't know. And so I'm not going to say anything until something is confirmed by law enforcement. Until then, I'm going to focus on Michael and thinking about Michael and the justice that he deserves. And anybody else out there that wants to take this, take this opportunity, if you will, and spin it to harass other people, clearly were never in it from the beginning for Michael. They clearly never cared about Michael to begin with. And I'm saying this because it's happening. There are people out there that as soon as this news started to break yesterday that they were searching at this house, all that they decided to do with their time and with this news and opportunity was to go after others and start attacking them and calling them names and telling them they should be ashamed of themselves and they should go F themselves. And I'm being serious. Like, you might be listening to this thinking, what in the world? And no, I'm being serious. These are actual adults that are taking this opportunity of this house being searched for potential Michael remains and they're doing that. They're going online, they're harassing people, calling people's names, calling people names. So clearly it was never about Michael from the beginning. And I'm going to stay rooted in justice for Michael. We don't know anything at this point, and so that is where I'm going to stay. Sticking with the facts that have come from law enforcement. So just a quick recap before I end this episode. On November 12th, they began searching a home across the street from Michael's house. FPD, Fruitland Police Department, has said that a tip led them there that his remains might be there. They didn't find anything yesterday through um, a somewhat extensive search. They're coming back today, the 13th. And so we will be getting some updates today, um, most likely, in their search. If you're wanting any real-time information, KTVB is, again, the local news source. They have some information. Um, They were first on the scene yesterday, so they were the ones sharing information. Alexandra Duggan, um, she was first on the scene as a reporter yesterday, so she um, was sharing in real time and will most likely be sharing again in real time today. And um, Morgan Romero TV, she is also a investigator and anchor at KTVB, and she was also sharing some real-time information yesterday as well. So those are two um, people that you can look at on Twitter if you want in real-time information, because I won't be getting a podcast episode out until, um, you know, a little bit later today with any updates that have come. Until then, let's please all keep Michael Vaughn in our prayers. Think about justice for Michael and what he deserves. And I hope everyone can go out there and do something kind for somebody else today in honor of Michael. Again, when there are updates, 
I will post another podcast episode. Thank you for listening.